Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. It is the holiday season, so make sure Leon Tailoring is on your gift list. That's right, get somebody a nice suit, jacket, shirt, tie, skirt, blouse, coat, or perhaps get them a Leon Taylor gift certificate. That way they can go pick out the actual clothes that they want. Hey, like I said, this is the season, the season to give Leon Taylor. It's a perfect gift. Actually, you can kind of give all year round, but we're happy to have you at Christmas time or any other time of year. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. That's Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, and downtown Indianapolis. So it seems like Medicaid left you a billion dollar lump of in your stock. Long term, what's going to be the impact of that? Well, I think we'll have to just look at that. Uh, we've got a Medicaid Oversight Committee. Uh, Senator Mitchell was key in, in having that as part of the budget. I commend him for that. And so we want to look at those long-term in terms of those costs and how we keep those under control. Uh, but I'm you know, very optimistic we'll work with the administration and look at those costs and how we can you know, keep those costs in a, a, a way that will not expand any further. I know we've kind of talked about that for the upcoming session. Uh, Senator Mitchell mentioned that. And so we will find ways with the administration to make this work. I'm concerned about the long haul, but in the short haul, um, like Rep. Thompson said, we have the Medicaid Oversight Committee now. Um, we'll work with FSSA on some solutions, and we do have a pretty healthy reserve. So just remember, this is a forecast, so this is long term. Currently, we're in, we're in good shape. It's just, you know, fortunately, we have a year before the next budget to work on this. So, How does the legacy have? Well, I, I think uh, FSSA did a, a good job of, of laying out the, the challenges and uh, a lot of areas for improvement with FSSA and, and the reporting that they, uh, that they get. Uh, obviously, there, there was a delay in getting the information from the Medicaid uh, flow of information uh, upstreamed into the last forecast. It was mentioned that uh, there were several months behind as far as getting that data that actually went into the forecast. Um, it also happened to be the same time that increased utilization of uh, services as well as enrollment was occurring uh, with, uh, uh, with that uh, expenditure base. And so all of that together actually you know, prompted this, this challenge, if you will. I think part of the, the long term is changing those practices, looking at more timely information, uh, also doing more uh, analytical testing, if you will, as far as challenging uh, the assumptions that are going into this forecast with what is really happening on the ground. Uh, Senator Mitchell, Representative Thompson, the guys who will presumably write the next budget and use the next forecast for Medicaid, are you confident that this won't happen again? Well, I'm concerned right now, but um, I, I asked that same question, how did this happen? And, you know, they were really forthcoming and sharing some of the issues they had. And that's the second thing I said is it can't happen again. So I think we probably need to take a, a, a more of an internal role with them and along with Medicaid oversight and work together to make sure it doesn't happen again. Because there's things in the budget, you know, I probably wouldn't have agreed to if I knew we were that far off. So that's my biggest concern, as I said earlier, those are numbers we rely on. So if we can help FSSA um, come up with a plan, a long-term plan that this doesn't happen again, you know, we can sit here and dwell on it. You know, I'm not saying I'm happy with it, but I have to, you know, we have to look ahead and say, what can we do 
to help them come up with the solution so it doesn't happen again. I think Chairman Thompson also uh, pointed out an interesting uh, fact, and that is with a spending uh, an appropriation this large, a very small percentage can impact not only the Medicaid budget, but then the, the budget as a whole. Uh, if you look at some of the handouts, uh, the spending was on the general fund just a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, was about $2 billion. It's now over $4 billion. And so not only is it procedural things that we have to uh, be mindful of uh, to, and to improve on, but it's also long-term. This, this amount of growth cannot continue, so there's going to be some tough decisions ahead, I believe. Senator Mishler, you've been really uh, vocal about liking a healthy reserves. Does it give you any consternation to have the reserves dip to kind of accommodate this? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm probably one that says we our reserves are always too low. But it just goes to show um, with our reserves, so we're short, what, $984 million on Medicaid. Revenues down forecast to forecast, another 473. So we're looking at 1.4 billion, and so it just goes to show how fast those reserves can be used up. So I'm always concerned that we don't have enough. People will say it's too much. I say it's not enough, and here's an example why. This combined could eat up majority of our reserves, but if we put plans in place, the goal is to not have to tap into the reserves that much and find ongoing solutions. Even though, even though it's nearly a billion dollars, the key is because of our economy, Indiana's booming, and in terms of employment is high, wages are growing, what we're seeing is actually more revenue than the budget plan. And that is key. We work off the budget plan because that's what we base our budget on when we look at looking out into the biennium. I think just, a, a sh again, a, a few short years ago, in uh, June of 2020, uh, we spent down $900 million you know, because of the pandemic and because the, we pushed the uh, uh, tax due date from April 15th to July 15th. And so that's what the reserves are here for, and uh, it, it gives you the, the opportunity uh, to manage through these issues and then set up for the next budget cycle with uh, uh, appropriate level of reserves, as was mentioned, in that 10 to 12% range. And we get healthy interest off those reserves, as you heard today. So we're relying on the interest on those reserves to, you know, as part of our forecast as well. So, so you mentioned, uh, Senator Mishler, that there might have been something in the budget you wouldn't have agreed to if you'd known about this. What would those have been some of the capital projects? Would that have been the tax reducing, <laughs> speeding up the tax cuts? Well, I, I mean, so let's be clear the the individual projects wouldn't have come into play because this is that's one time money and we're talking structural. So that would be ongoing expenses. You know, we, you know, we, how to say, we raised a lot of rates. You know, we uh, did the equalization of the, of the Medicaid to 100% of the reimbursement. So there's things there that we might have had to reconsider. I'm just talking within Medicaid right now that we would have maybe had to reconsider if the money wasn't there. Was the, was the, the changes you made on all the tax rates, was that a good move, looking at how that's affecting how your reserves are going to be now? Yes. Every time we lower the income tax rate, guess what keeps it happening? More and more dollars. But you know why? You can't look at it as strictly the rate decrease. People move here. They want to have their income in Indiana because of the fact we have a good tax rate. 
So you can't say, well, you drop the rate, you have a decrease in revenue. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You have an increase, is what's happening in the past. Looking at the revenue forecast, obviously that's not affecting the current budget because, as you point out, the current budget revenues are still going to be above the budget plan. But looking at how much the revenue forecast is down and what that maybe says about the economy going forward overall, does that change the conversation on that state and local tax task force next year going into the, the next budget? I don't think we should change our direction. I mean, we should still consider all those moving forward. But does it change the conversation within that? I don't think so, because those are long-term concepts. And those are things that probably wouldn't even come into play for you know, at least four or five years. Um, so we still have a, uh, a pre-'96 uh, uh, fund to pay down before we can do some of those things. But um, you know, one thing to look at, it's funny, is he mentioned the income. You know, the revenue from income tax is up, but the rates have gone down. So that's one thing I did notice as the rates go down, the revenue did go up. So that was one thing I did notice that, and then the interest we're getting off the money were the two things that really, outside of Medicaid, that really stood out to me on the revenue side. For those coming uh, to the table, well, question. for those coming to the table looking for new spending, did what they do today give you pause? Oh, absolutely. And, and this is why we don't want to open the budget in a non-budget year. I say that every time. But this is why we don't want to open the budget in the non-budget year. Because now we have to work through this this year to get to the next budget. So um, I made the comment our members have to be disciplined and not bring forward any expansions of Medicaid this year. Um, so I would say the same on spending. I, I would be, you know, really... Um, I, I prefer to keep the budget closed this year and not have any more spending until we kind of see how things go. That's why we have a budget every other year. We don't need to do it in our budget. Well, there's already some things in place with IEDC legislatively that they can go outside of their, of their budget. So that's already in the legislation. So we wouldn't be changing anything for IEDC. I just want, I just want, to, clarify, I just want to clarify, too. Would, do you, would you consider reopening the budget? If you use the dollars that are already in the fund to give some sort of one-year help for pensioners, a 13th check, or there's money sitting in there that could be used for a 13th check. You all decided not to spend. You talking about in the reserve account within the fund, the yeah. pension fund? Yeah. Um, oh, we've been. That's open for yeah. discussion. Okay. That, 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 that's not general. That's not new money. Okay. That's not new that's money. I just want to make sure. Right. Correct. Yeah. I'm talking new spend. If it's right. already there, um, we may need it from other things. But you can't. You can't transfer. So anything that's already there, we can continue to discuss. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.